Hello and welcome to another edition of Woodrow's Wishlist. I'm Evan Woodson and in today's podcast I'm going to be talking about the Jimmy Butler trade from the Minnesota Timberwolves to the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm going to be talking about the drama with Draymond Green and Kevin Durant the other night and also I'm going to be talking about the playoff race in the West and kind of who I like in the West right now and who I think is going to be there in the West to challenge the Golden State Warriors. So let's get right into it. Starting off with the uh, Jimmy Butler trade. Uh, Obviously the big name Jimmy Butler finally gets what he wants and gets out of Minnesota. He goes to the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, The Philadelphia 76ers are giving up Robert Covington, Daryl Bayless, and uh, Dario Saric. Uh, You know, they're, they're trying to compete with the other teams in the East, like the Toronto Raptors, the Milwaukee Bucks, the uh, Boston Celtics, and it just seemed like they were kind of a uh, tier below those teams. Um, and so, you know, they had to make a trade if they wanted to compete this year. Uh, I think it was a good trade. It was the right trade for them to make. And now they have a team that's uh, ready to compete in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I still think the Raptors are still my pick to make it out of the East. Because the problem with Philadelphia now is they didn't have a lot of depth to begin with. And now they get even less depth uh, after losing Covington and Saric. You know, you bring in Jimmy Butler. Uh, obviously, Wilson Chandler's back. But their bench is not very good. You know, they'll probably be moving Markel Fultz back to the bench. Um, hopefully, you know, I know they don't want to give up Markel Fultz yet. But it would, I'd like to see them go go with TJ McConnell right now. You know, TJ McConnell was sensational in those playoffs against Boston, the Boston Celtics. He plays his ass off. He plays hard. He's a nice young piece, and it'd be nice to see them giving him some of those minutes because he hasn't played a lot, and I think he was a big factor for them last year. You know, losing Ersan Ilyasova and Bellinelli, I thought those were big losses because you saw what they did with uh, Philadelphia last year with Ben Simmons, you know, just having those shooters on the floor. So I think their depth is going to hurt them, but from the top to bottom in their starting lineup, you know, they got a nice team now. You know, Wilson Chandler's back. He's not what he used to be, but, you know, he's still long. He's athletic. And this team defensively is going to be very good. They have all the makings of the best defensive team in the Eastern Conference, you know, with Joel Embiid in the middle. You have Ben Simmons. You know, he's long. He can give point point guards, uh, you know, fits. You know, now you can bring in J.J. Redick into your starting lineup and kind of hide him a little bit because with all the other guys, you know, Jimmy Butler's an excellent defender as well. Now you can hide J.J. Redick. Have him on the floor. You know, he's been big for them this year. He can space the floor, shoot the three. I expect them to go out and get another shooter, you know, uh, like a Kyle Korver type. Another guy that doesn't need to be able to defend the ball super well because of the other guys they have on the court. So now you can come in and bring a guy in like that. That'll really help their chances. Uh, You know, and this team might have the best starting lineup in the Eastern Conference right now. I know Boston Celtics. Uh, you know, everyone's talking about their starting lineup, but they haven't really gotten things going. So, you know, you have three of the best players in the Eastern Conference, probably three of the top eight players, I would say, in the Eastern Conference. Uh, you know, Joel Embiid's been an absolute stud. But, you know, they, they are young, Embiid and Simmons, and it showed last year in the playoffs. Uh, you know, obviously they had that great series against Miami. They both struggled a bit against Boston. Now you bring in a guy like Jimmy Butler who's been there, he's a leader, he plays hard, and I think he's going to set a good example for these guys, and this team is going to be, it's going to be interesting to watch to see how they grow, uh, you know, I still think Toronto is the best team in the Eastern Conference, 
but this East has just got a whole lot better. There's, you know, there's four very good teams, and then you, you could even include the Indiana Pacers in there. Um, you know, I think this is now the the better conference than the Western Conference. Uh, you know, and this this these playoffs are going to be an absolute bloodbath right from the beginning. You know, whoever has to grab the four seed and go up against Indiana, who will probably get the fifth seed, and then you know, in the second round, something like Milwaukee, Boston, Toronto, Philly. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch, and this just makes it a whole lot better for that conference. But, you know, a trade that Philadelphia needed to make if they wanted to compete this year, uh, I think Jimmy Butler helps them a lot. He's another playmaker. You know, he can shoot the ball, and more importantly, he's just going to make that defense even better, and they're going to be able to win games on the defensive end like we saw Boston Celtics do last year. Talking about it from the Minnesota side, uh, obviously a trade they needed to make, you know, Jimmy Butler... Didn't want to be there. It was obvious. He was hurting the growth of Towns and Wiggins, who were not playing well with Jimmy Butler. And, you know, Minnesota got off to a bad start. They needed to make some moves. They won't be a playoff team this year. Uh, you know, they're 5-9 and nine right now. You know, they're not totally out of it, but I don't think they have enough to be a playoff team this year. But it helps them moving forward. Uh, you know, you could plug in Saric, uh, probably come off the bench to start behind Taj Gibson. But Sarge is a player I really like. Uh, you know, wasn't having a great season this year, but he was really good in the playoffs last year. And he has a lot of potential. He's still a young guy. He's big. He's strong. He's a good rebounder. He can shoot the three. I think he's going to be, I think he can be a great player alongside Carl uh, Anthony Towns, you know, Andrew Wiggins. You bring in a guy like Robert Covington, a 3 and D guy. Uh, you know, he's unselfish. He's a very good pick and roll defender. You know, was was on the all-defensive team last year. I like these these two pieces they bring in, um, you know, and now you can really see what you have with uh, Towns and Wiggins. You know, can these guys be the stars to take you guys to the top? Now that Jimmy Butler's not there, um, so it'll be interesting to see. Expect a big season out of Wiggins. You know, I know he hasn't been, he wasn't great last year, but he was ascending to all-star level the year before. And it'll be interesting to see, because he has so much God-given talent. He can really score the ball. He has the makings of being a good defender. So let's hope they can put this together. Because this team has some nice pieces moving forward. You know, if Derrick Rose can still play, they could have a, a really nice squad as early as next year. Uh, I think I don't think they have a chance at the playoffs this year. But, you know, moving forward, see what you have out of town. See what you have out of Wiggins. And then bring in a guy like Sarge and Covington, who are both still young and who are great role players. Uh, for your team moving forward. So I, I do like the trade on both ends. Obviously a little bit more on Philadelphia. But I think uh, Minnesota did pretty good uh, with that trade there as well. So I want to talk about uh, Draymond Green and Kevin Durant, obviously. Um, you know, getting into it. Uh, in that game against uh, the Clippers, where Draymond Green takes the ball up the court... You know, Kevin Durant yelling at him, or not yelling at him, tell, asking him why he didn't give him the ball. Draymond Green's calling him a bitch, um, you know. And then, you know, they get into it, and it looks like Kevin Durant saying, you know, this is why I'm gone. Uh, and then, you know, reports came out later that Draymond Green was saying that Kevin Durant has one foot in the door, one foot out the door, and he didn't care about that game. Um you know, it's kind of hard to take sides on this one. Obviously, I, I do agree with Durant. You know, Durant needs the ball in that late closing seconds of a game. 
he's, you know, he's the best scorer in the NBA right now. Uh, you know, he's hit some big shots. We saw it the last two playoff series uh, in the finals against the Cavs. You know, when he hit those threes over LeBron, he's capable of hitting those big time shots. And, you know, Draymond Green's not really a great offensive player. And he's, he's, he has definitely taken a step back this year. He's not looking as good. Uh, Kevin Durant needs the ball in that situation. So, you know, obviously I side with him on that one. But, you know, Draymond Green, you know, he's, he's questioning Kevin Durant's uh, loyalty to the franchise. Because, you know, a lot of people have reported that Kevin Durant uh, isn't going to re-sign with them. You know, he's not signing a long-term deal. Draymond Green wants him to ride with the team. Uh, it does kind of look like Kevin Durant's going to be gone next year. Which I do think kind of ends the Warriors' uh, finals runs. I, I don't think without Kevin Durant... You know, maybe they get an Anthony Davis. I don't see that happening. Um, I don't see them getting a Kawhi Leonard. And I just think that they're, uh, you know, if, if Durant leaves, I think that's kind of the end of the Golden State Warriors as we see it. Um, you know, and I am kind of expecting Cameron Durant to leave, especially after that. You know, it doesn't seem like him and Draymond uh, have, have spoke about it yet. Obviously, Draymond has the right to his own emotions, and we, and we see what Draymond Green's like. And that was one of the my concerns with the Warriors this year was, you know, having two guys like Draymond Green and DeMarcus Cousins and what, what they could do for the chemistry of the team and, you know, hurting the team with getting suspensions and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, you saw DeMarcus Cousins, of all people, trying to calm down Draymond Green last night. Um, but, you know, that's a tough one, tough situation there. Obviously, when you just look at it from the basketball perspective, Draymond Green needs to give the ball up to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has to be the one to take that last shot. But obviously there's some layers to it. And it will be interesting to see what happens with them moving forward. Because, you know, if they do show some vulnerability, now that Philadelphia got better, you know, we already saw what Milwaukee did to them. We saw what, you know, we see what Toronto's like this year. And I know Boston's struggling, but they match up with Golden State pretty well and have for a couple of years. Uh, you know, Golden State could be got by one of these Eastern Conference teams. Um, you know, I still don't think there's anyone in the West that that's good enough right now. Obviously, the Rockets were kind of the one team going in to the season, but they have not looked good at all, and their and their depth's definitely hurting. Uh, so, you know, the Warriors do. There could be a team in the Eastern Conference that can knock them off if they're not careful. So, hopefully, they can figure their stuff out, and uh, you know, hopefully, Draymond Green and Kevin Durant will will fix it. I think they will. You know, these are the Golden State Warriors uh, at the end of the day. But, you know, definitely a little alarming coming from them. And uh, it'll be interesting to, to follow this story moving forward. And, you know, coming into free agency next year, I, I just, I don't see Kevin Durant signing with them. And I kind of could see it as the end of the war, Warriors dynasty as we know it. Even if they do win another championship, which which I'm still picking them to do. But you know that they do; they are showing some vulnerability right now. And then, obviously, uh, you know, just a quick thought about Karis Levert. Uh, you know, watching that injury, it was heartbreaking. You know, he's a guy that I really liked this year. He's a young guy. You know, he's had some major injuries in college, and it was not, and, you know nice to see him finally on the court. He's been the best player for Brooklyn this year. He's been a stud. You know, I I had a post saying that I thought. He would be an all-star within the next couple of years. Then he gets hurt, and it looks like he's out for the season and possibly more. Uh, you know, and then news comes out that he actually will be back. He didn't fracture anything, so he will be back this season, which is great news. 
Uh, you know, I, I do like this Brooklyn Nets team as a sneaky playoff team. Uh, they have been playing well. They are quite deep, and they got some young talent, you know, especially Levert. And so, you know, hopefully he can get back to where he was, and uh, this Brooklyn team can make some noise moving forward. So, you know, hope for n- nothing but the best for Karis Levert. And then I want to talk about the uh, Western Conference, the race in the Western Conference, what it's looking like right now, and what teams I think are the biggest threat to the Warriors. Uh, You know, coming in, everyone kind of thought maybe the Rockets, maybe the Jazz, uh, OKC, uh, the Lakers as an outside team were kind of some of the teams that could threaten the Warriors this year. Uh, You know, in the standings, as they currently are, you know, the Blazers are number number two right now with the 10-3 record. Uh, they've been playing really good basketball. They have played a lot of games at home. Um, and, you know, they are 7-2 and two at home. I don't see this staying up for the Warriors or the, the Trailblazers. Uh, you know, they, they've come out playing really well and their bench is playing well. Dame and CJ are clicking. But they just don't have enough talent uh, to compete with some of these teams. I don't think they have a shot at all against the Warriors. Uh, I know they've been off to a hot start. Uh, I expect them to lose tonight in L.A. And uh, moving forward, I think some other teams are going to catch up with them. Uh, so, you know, this team, I think they're good. I didn't I didn't pick them to be in the playoffs this year. Uh, they could be a playoff team this year. You know, it is early, and they are, they are playing really good basketball. It'll be interesting to see if they can keep this up and, while some teams get better. Um, but I don't think that they're one of the teams that are a threat to the Warriors. And kind of the same thing with the Nuggets. You know, the Nuggets got off to a really hot start, and then they they've lost their last four games. Now they're they're only nine and five, um, and you know they're they're struggling a bit. Uh, they they definitely could use Isaiah Thomas coming back, um, and you know Will Barton. They're missing him as well. I kind of like this team going in. I think Jokic is an absolute stud. He's an All Star. They're hurting right now. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how, how what they can do going forward because they're definitely a playoff team. But uh, how much they can do in the playoffs is another question in itself. Uh, you know, and then the Clippers going down the list are the number four seed. Uh, the Clippers I actually really like. They have a good defense, a very, very good bench with maybe the sixth man of the year in Montrez Harrell right now. He's an absolute stud. You know, they have Lou Williams. Shea Gilders Alexander is looking like the rookie of the year right now. Um, just for, you know, his help to this squad. You know, they are eight and five. It will be interesting to see. They are, you know, they're six and one at home, two and four on the road. It will be interesting to see what this team can do mo- moving forward. Because they have a lot of good players, not a lot of great players. You know, Harris and Gallinari are their two best players, but they're not all stars. You know, Harris is kind of maybe on the borderline, the cusp of an all-star, but not quite an all-star. Um, so, you know, it will be interesting to see what this team can can be moving forward. Because um, I, don't, I don't think they're a playoff team. You know, it's nice to see what they're able to do right now. But uh, I don't think they're a playoff team as of right now. You know, the Thunder and the Spurs. Uh, the Thunder have a great defense, which can which can cause problems for the Warriors. But they don't have a lot of scoring, and they don't shoot the ball particularly well. And, you know, you never know what you're going to get out of Russell Westbrook. Uh, so I'm not really too sold on the, the Thunder. You know, the Spurs, they kind of, their style doesn't really match in with this modern NBA with, you know, uh, DeMar DeRozan and, and uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, Aldridge shooting a lot of mid-range jumpers. 
their defense isn't great. Uh, and, you know, we've seen what LaMarcus and DeMo- DeMar DeRozan have both been in the playoffs. And that's why I don't really have a lot of faith in this team. Obviously, the Grizzlies and the Kings, I think, will fall off. And then the next kind of couple teams are kind of interesting. You know, the Jazz, the Lakers, and the Rockets. I think that's, along with the Warriors, I think that's kind of what a lot of people thought would be the top four teams in the West. And that's kind of what I thought. Um... I think the Lakers will be there. I think the Lakers can beat anyone in a playoff series. Uh, I don't. I don't know about the Warriors. Let's see if they make some moves moving forward. It will be interesting to see if they do add anyone. Um, as currently constructed, I think they're the best team in the West. The second best team in the Western Conference. Sorry, just because of LeBron James. Uh, there's not a, t- a lot of teams in the West that I trust to beat LeBron James, like the Utah Jazz and OKC Thunder. Uh, so I think the the Lakers do have the best chance of taking down. The Warriors, uh, you know, Houston's starting to play a bit better now. They're 6-7. and seven. They've won their last two games. Um, depth is still an issue. You know, they did get Eric Gordon back. It looks like Melo's out the door, which does help them. But they're still, you know, they're playing some guys that, you know, aren't really great basketball players coming off their bench. Their big key is James Ennis. You know, we know what CP3 can do. We know what Harden can do. We know what... Cap- Capella and what Tucker can do. James Ennis is their big question mark uh, moving forward. So, you know, if he if he can start figuring things out, I think this Houston team can get back to the top like the Lakers. I think these are kind of the two teams that could compete against the Warriors moving forward. So thank you to li- for listening to another episode of Woodrow's Wishlist. I'm Evan Woodson. You can get a hold of me on Instagram at NBA Talk 49 and have a wonderful day.